0: Hey, good morning, South Everett Foursquare. Welcome to our brand new experiential teaching series, Little Church, Big Church, and the Church Beyond Sunday. This is Little Church Weekend, which means that you're not actually with me. I'm not with you this morning, but we're gathered in homes all over the area celebrating what it means to be the church, the expression of Jesus, gathered in little pockets in homes throughout our community. This morning we're meeting in seven different places from Snohomish to Everett, Mill Creek, Bothell, and Edmonds. And we're hoping that this will be a chance for us to grow in smaller communities of people, to be together, to understand what it means that Jesus is present with us all the time. So let's go ahead and pray. Lord God, thank you for this morning. Thank you that even when we're in smaller, uh, more intimate gatherings, we are your church. And Lord, this morning we want to lean into that. We want to understand experientially what it means to be your people, to share your love in every place that we go. Lord, thank you that we're gathered in these homes. Would you bless the homes, Lord, those who have opened their homes with great hospitality. Lord, for this chance to share a meal together, to learn and to grow together, uh, and to be your people. So we ask that you would bless this time uh, as your church is gathered in many different places this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well I just want to take a minute and acknowledge that we have everybody in the room this morning. We have Manny, our youngest church member. We have uh we have Hal, one of our greatest youth leaders, uh, that span an age of seventy nine years. And so everybody is in all these rooms this morning, and so we want to teach, not just to the adults, but to the kids as well, and to the kids, you guys this morning and to our youth, I want to say that you are the hope of the future of the church. Uh, We are here to invest in you as young leaders, and we're glad that you're with us. You're going to actually help lead some of the things that we're doing this morning. Does that sound all right to you guys? That's awesome. All right, so we're going to dig right in here and spend a few minutes before we have our meal uh, just talking a little bit about The little church. It's the original church, the little church, but it didn't stay very little for very long. Uh, And we're going to take a look at the book of Acts this morning, but we're going to do it uh, out of the Jesus Storybook Bible. So kids, if you have this with you, go ahead and open up to page 326. We're going to get there in just a minute. What we're going to be talking about this morning is the birth of the church. And when we think about things that are born, we think about things that are living. The church is alive. The church is active. It's the body of Christ, the living body of Christ, empowered by the Holy Spirit to be the presence of Jesus to every tribe and to every nation. The book of Acts is the blueprint for who... The church is supposed to be. And so what I want you to do is pick up the papers that you have there in the room. There's some things that we have to understand. And the first thing we have to understand is that the church is a who, the church is not a what. That's really important to understand. The church is a who, not a what. So I want you to take this what, I want you to crumple it up like this, and then I want you to open it up again. Everyone crumple it up, open it up, the what of the church, and we're going to actually rip that up We're going to rip it again, and then we're just going to throw it up in the air. And our host homes can clean that up later. So remember that the church is a who. The church has to be a who and not a what, because the church is people, not a place. Hold up your second forms, and we have to remember that the church gathers with one another, not at a specific location. That's really important for us to remember. The church has to be a with and not an at. Why? Because the church is people, not a place. And so everyone, take your at. We want you to crumple that up, right? We want you to open it up, right? More ripping and tearing, all right? The church is not an at. It's a with. So tear that up and then go ahead and throw that up in the air. That's great. All right, church, it's important with that exercise to remember that language matters. Can everyone say that with me out loud? Language matters. Language matters because it reflects what we've been taught to believe. And as our language starts to change, it reflects a change in our understanding. The most important thing that we want to understand in this whole series is that we are a who gathered with, not a what. Gathered at. That's really important for us to remember. The body that is South Everett Foursquare Church Has in the past three months gathered at the village We've gathered gathered at Horizon Elementary in a library and in a courtyard We've gathered at Challenger Elementary We've gathered with the people of Mill Creek Foursquare at the Mill Creek Foursquare campus and now we're gathering in homes This week, again, we're in Everett, we're in Edmonds, we're in Snohomish, in Bothell, in Mill Creek. And next week, we'll be with the church at Snohomish Foursquare. Uh, Then we'll be in the Wool District. The people of God keep moving around, but the church remains the same. Because why? The church is a living, breathing group of people. So the goal for this little church, big church, and the Church Beyond Sunday series uh, is that we would understand these very things. Jesus is an experiential teacher, and His desire for us is to posture ourselves as people that are ready to learn experientially. And that's the goal for a Little Church, Big Church, and the Church Beyond Sunday, is to experience something together. So as we're gathering in these homes, this is not a church service this morning. This is not a program. This is people gathered together celebrating the good things of Jesus that's really really important for us to understand this morning so here's a question for us to consider this morning what if our community viewed the local church as a dynamic entity to share experiences with as opposed to a dated exercise to be endured week after week after week how would people experience the church if they viewed it that way The leadership team of our church, South Everett Foursquare, has been seeking the Lord for clarity uh, concerning who we are to be in this season of the church. And so we've asked the Lord, uh, who are we to be in this season? What are we to be caring about? And what we've heard the Lord said is that we are to be a present and available church, a church that cares about being present and available to other people. This gives me motivation to seek Jesus daily. If I know that when I get up, my purpose as a follower of Jesus is to be engaging with other people, to be present and available to whoever would cross my path, I want to make sure I'm taking time each day to be with Him, to be in His presence, so that when I have experiences, interactions with other people, uh, Everything that I'm giving them is simply an overflow of what I've received from Jesus that morning, believing and understanding that every person I come in contact with bears the image of God. And it's my delight to be able to share the good news, uh, the life, and the love of Jesus with them. If we posture ourselves as a present and available church to other people, there's a huge win involved. And the win is this, that people don't have to come and do traditional church the way that we've done it our whole lives before experiencing the presence of Jesus through our lives and the place where we meet people. That's not to say that more folks shouldn't come and join this gathering. It's just to say that we can take Jesus to people if we are present in an available church. The present church has always been God's desire, uh, but it also remains that we are a broken people. I'm a broken person. Uh, I'm a person who is in the midst of transformation. I'm someone who still exhibits control issues, and sometimes I like to try and keep God in a box. If I can keep God in a box, then I can control and maintain an understanding of all things at all times. But the Lord says, trust me with your life. Trust me with your understanding. Lean into me and let me out of the box. Trusting that the Holy Spirit lives in us is a great way to do that. And so we want to go back uh, to the story of the the very first church. This message is called the original church, uh, the little church. And I want us to share out of the uh, Jesus Storybook Bible a little bit about the beginning of the church. Like I said, guys, this opens up on page 326. It says, "God sends help." This is from Acts chapters one through five in John 15. It says, "Jesus' friends and helpers huddled together in a stiffy, stuffy <laughs> <laughs> Okay. okay. Cause I'll die All right. This is from Acts chapter one through five. It's called "God sends Help." Jesus' friends and helpers huddled together in a stuffy upstairs room. Even though it was sunny outside, the shutters were closed, the doors were locked. Wait in Jerusalem, Jesus had told them. I am going to send you a special present. God's power is going to come into you. God's Holy Spirit is coming. So here they were, waiting. Actually, mostly what they were doing was just being scared and hiding. You can't blame them. Their best friend had left The important people and the leaders were after them, and Jesus had given them a job they didn't know how to do. As they waited, they were praying and remembering, remembering how, from the very beginning, God had been working out his secret rescue plan. Suddenly, a strong wind filled the little room, whistling through the walls, rustling the straw on the floor. And there, on everyone's head, shining in the gloom, were flickering flames, fire that didn't hurt or burn, and something more. Inside, in their hearts, they felt a strange heat, almost as if the coldness and the hardness were melting away, and if their broken hearts were mending, as if their broken hearts were mending, and God giving them a brand new heart, hearts that could work properly. How it happened that they didn't know... But they did know that God's power had struck their hearts ablaze, and Jesus himself was coming to live inside of them. They had seen Jesus go away, but now he was closer, closer than he'd ever been inside their hearts. In this time, nothing could ever separate them. Jesus would always be there, with them, loving them, whispering the promise that would get rid of the poison and the terrible lie, the sickness that was in their hearts. God's wonderful promise to them, "...you are my children, and I love you. Make your home in me as I make my home in you," Jesus had said. Could it be? Heaven was coming into their hearts. They threw open the shutters. Sunlight flooded into the room, and love had flooded their hearts. And the little room was filled with happy noises, dancing feet, singing and laughing. They unlocked the door and surged out into the streets." as if they had never, ever been afraid. Peter spoke in a loud voice so everyone could hear. Jesus died for you, he said, because he loves you. But God made him alive again. He has rescued you. People stopped. People listened. And the words sank down deep into their hearts and worked like a medicine that makes them well. Like an antidote to a deadly poison, Like a kiss that wakes you from a deep sleep. Stop running away from God, Peter said. Run to Him instead so He can love you and make you free. And Peter told them the wonderful story of God's love. God never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. How Jesus had come. All that had happened. There were lots of people from faraway countries in Jerusalem. They couldn't speak the same language, but as they listened to Peter, everyone could understand what he was saying in their own languages. Many people believed and became Jesus' new friends and helpers, and the wonderful news of Jesus spread, like sparks from a fire, to villages, towns, and cities, which is a big deal to us here in South Everett. Every day, more and more people believed. And so it was with the family of God's children, his special people, they grew. One man was watching, I'll stop this, Saul said, but this was God's plan, and nothing in all the world would ever be able to stop it. So the church was a little church, but that was an original church, and filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, the church grew, and it grew, and it grew, and it grew into a people that who are with each other. So we're going to pick this story up in the adult Bible, uh, in Acts 2, verses 41 through 47. It says, Those who accepted Peter's message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles, the little church, the original church, a stripping down of program to see real relationship emerge. This was centered around four essential elements that we see here taught in the book of Acts. The Apostles' teaching, fellowship, the breaking of bread, and prayer. When we talk about the Apostles' teaching, we're talking about being committed to growth, seeking to model what we see valued and what we see prioritized in Jesus's life and seeking to value and prioritize those same things in our own lives and in the lives of our congregation at South Everett Foursquare. Um, We want to be committed to accountable relationship. That's fellowship. That means letting at least one person in on the full story of our life. That can be a scary prospect to trust another person with the ups and the downs, the good and the bad of our lives, but that's what it means to be in fellowship. It's more than hanging out. Hanging out is great. Uh, We should hang out, but along with the hanging out, along with doing push-ups together like the guys groups are doing right now, we want to let people in on the full story. We want to trust somebody else so that they can keep us committed to the things that we want to do. They can help us achieve the things that we want to value, the things that we want to prioritize as followers of Jesus. So we want to be committed to growth. We want to be committed to accountable relationship. That's really important, especially in this season, uh, this this time in life where we're experiencing more connection through social media and through the internet, but also at the same time we're experiencing isolation at rates that have never been experienced before. Uh, life does not happen via digital only. I wish that I could be in the room with all of you today, uh, but it's important that we meet face-to-face with one another to spend time with each other. Uh, Beyond that, we're committed to eating together, which we're going to do here uh, in just a little bit. Uh, This is people enjoying the same experience at the same time. And in fact, it has much more to do with commonality than it has to do with consumption. A lot of times we think of food, we think of filling our bodies... Uh, We think sometimes of stuffing our feelings, Uh, but the whole point of eating really isn't about the consuming. It's about the commonality of being together, being the same, being poor in spirit, understanding that we all have a same Savior, no matter what we eat or where we live or what we dress ourselves in, that we are common people. And when that commonality is discovered, uh, we begin to see our true identity. We begin to see the fingerprint of God in our lives. So we're committed to growth accountable relationships, eating together to discover commonality, and finally we're committed to prayer. Um, Prayer is a conscious dependency upon God, uh, especially in the times when it seems like we can do it on our own. I think most people turn to prayer uh, when things aren't going right, but to be committed to this kind of prayer that birthed the early church was to say, there's a chance that I could do this on my own today, Uh, but instead I'm going to trust the Lord. I'm going to turn to Him again. I'm going to be dependent upon Him for more than just getting through the moment uh, or having a good day, but I'm going to seek God for interactions, a chance to be present and available and say, God, I cannot do this without your help. The early church, the little church, the original church was committed to growth, committed to accountable relationships, committed to eating together, committed to praying for one another. That was the early church. These are the things, believe it or not, that we are actually experiencing here together this morning. This experience as the little church, the original church, is going to help us see what it will take for us to move forward as a congregation. Good, man. That's good. Okay. So as we're getting ready to close up this digital portion of our gathering this morning, as we get ready to discuss... This topic together, as we get ready to break bread, to pray, to praise the Lord, we're also going to take a few minutes to talk about tithes and offerings, to talk about the heart of our generous God, and I just want to go back to Acts chapter 2, verse 44 for one minute. It says that all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had a need. That challenges me because I uh, would confess that maybe that's not always what we do within the context of the church these days. God has called us to a radical kind of humility and a radical kind of generosity. And to meet needs requires the participation of the full community. It requires people to humbly confess a need and it requires people to generously respond to a need. And we all have needs. And we all have something to give. It's important to remember that every person has a need. Every person has something to give. That's what brings us together. That's what makes the church the church, is that we practice humility and we practice generosity. So here's how this is going to work this morning. Our hosts are handing out to you right now a regular giving envelope from the church, along with a piece of paper. And on that piece of paper, we're going to ask you to submit a need. Uh, this could be a financial need it it could be a practical need Uh, you may need someone to come fix your garbage disposal or change your oil you may need help uh, paying a a bill a medical bill that was unexpected that you don't have the resources to meet it could be a relational need like you need someone to be in accountable relationships with or to share a meal with on a more regular basis it could be a prayer need you need some healing it takes a lot of humility for us to come and confess our needs but that's going to be part of our giving to A giving back to the Lord of the things that we need, humbly submitting that we can't meet those things apart from Him. So I want you to write down one kind of need that you have. Along with that, we're also going to write down something that we are able to give. Now, this could be financial, it could be uh, knowing how to change some oil or fix a garbage disposal, or it could be someone else who wants to meet more regularly as well or share a meal more often as well, or someone who wants to come and pray over someone who is sick. This is the church being the church. And the way that this is going to work is I want you to um, think about what you are going to give financially today. This is how we're going to do this practically. Whatever you are going to give this week in regards to your tithe to the church, we We want you to actually hold on to that whole check. Maybe you give every other week or once a month, but we want you to think about how much you would be giving in in a one-week portion of your monthly giving. And we want you to write that amount down. And what we're going to do is take that amount of money, and we're going to put it into the Meeting the Needs of of the Congregation Fund. Uh, and we also want you to write down, uh, if you don't regularly give financially to the church, we don't want you to feel any pressure, but we do want you to write down something that you can give. Maybe it's of your time, uh, or of some other resource, or maybe you even want to sell something. Maybe there's something in your home that you actually want to sell. Uh, and whatever money that you collect through OfferUp or whatever platform it is you use to sell, whatever it is that you're selling, maybe it's lemonade on the street, I don't know, but whatever you're going to sell, if you want to raise some funds to give to a need, we're going to practice what it means to be the original church, the little church this week. Uh, the leadership team will then take all of those requests, Those will be kept private outside of the few of us that are trying to match those things up. We'll take the requests. We'll take the offerings. And we're going to trust God. This is a leap of faith for us to to meet those things. Uh, We want to say that we might not be able to meet it all, but we know that God will meet our needs. And so uh, we're just going to take a minute to pray. Uh, over the tithes and the offerings this week. And uh, then I'm going to sign off. We're going to let you discuss the questions and share a meal uh, and enjoy your day. Uh, church, I look forward to gathering with you next week. We're going to be out with Snohomish Foursquare. It's going to be a great time. I'll be sharing a message called One Big Church. We've been talking about the little church. Next week we'll be talking about the big church. Stay tuned on social media. Uh, Stay tuned via email. Give us a call if you have questions. We just want to make sure that the church keeps gathering together to be present and available to each other and to our neighbors. So, Lord Jesus, thank you for this morning. God, thank you that we're gathered in homes. Lord, we pray that new relationships would be forging even now. God, we ask that you would be upon us. Lord, we present our gifts to you and our needs to you. We submit our our dependency uh, upon you, Lord, and we submit that we want to be generous. Lord, we pray that every need that comes in this week will be met according to your glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Thank you for providing for this church. Thank you for providing for this family. God, we want to be led by you, to be present and available in everything that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Enjoy your discussions and your meal. We'll see you soon. You've been listening to a podcast from South Everett Foursquare Church. For more information about us, please visit us online at www.southeverett.org.